0: When you're mired in a three-game losing streak, sometimes the antidote is a bad team, and the Jets welcomed the Chicago Blackhawks over this past weekend. While the Jets did win 3-1, it wasn't quite as comfortable and dominant a win as you'd hope. We'll dive into all of that on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more, because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. It's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com to get started right now. Now, like I said, over the past weekend, the Jets got to face... Um, the Chicago Blackhawks and I'll be honest right like this is a team that the Jets should beat pretty comfortably you know they are 7 and 14 team coming into this game uh, Chicago has really struggled to do much of anything offensively they can score some goals uh, once in a while right but like the goaltending not good the defense not good and even the forward grouping not good there's just not a lot here even with Bedard doing Bedard things the rest of the team is kind of a train wreck. So, you know, for me, I looked at this this team and I thought, well, the Jets should probably walk over this Blackhawks team, right? And at points, the Jets definitely did dominate and control this game, but it wasn't at the level that I think we were expecting. Uh, Velarde had his second game back. And, you know, the general vibe that I got with this game was that the Jets kind of Look, they would they would own certain sections. They would hand the, the Hawks in, at, you know, for long stretches and offensively, the Blackhawks really didn't create much uh, in front of Hellebuck. Right. They j- They did not get that many shots on goal and they only scored one goal early in the game when the Jets were kind of sleepy to start. But otherwise, Chicago wasn't able to create much of anything by the same token. I kind of feel like I was a little bit disappointed that the Jets couldn't run up the score a bit more. Uh, I know a 3-1 win is very nice, but it did feel like the Jets had lots of opportunities to finish more chances. And, you know, whether they put it high and wide or missed or didn't get stuff down the middle of the the slot area, it did feel like the Jets were just a little bit off. And it, it does seem to be an issue from the past couple of games where in terms of like 5v5 offense, the Jets have been a little bit wanting uh, ever since Bones came back. You know, I've noticed um, the 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 even strength creation has definitely slowed down a bit, uh, which I hate to say. Right. But I feel like under Arneal, we saw more of Perfetti, which was great. Right. Perfetti playing more should absolutely be the norm with this team. But for some reason, Bones still doesn't really trust him, especially late in games. I feel like that's got to change because like Perfetti is like the only player in the NHL right now who's apparently on pace for like 70 points and he plays less than 15 minutes a night. No one else in the league is putting up those kinds of scoring rates and numbers, you know, playing like almost third line minutes. The fact that Perfetti has continually done this uh, for me just proves that he deserves a bigger role with this team. And I don't really understand why, even though on paper he's on the second line, he doesn't get used like a second liner. So, that, for me, has got to change. I don't know why Bones doesn't trust him, but I really wish he would. Because, like, Arneal kind of did, actually. And Arneal actually changed uh, from not really using Perfetti late to starting to integrate him more into these games. And you see Perfetti's defensive responsibility and stuff really shining through. Other stuff that was good, uh, the power play. I, I did like the power play a bit more. There were a couple that weren't great. But the ones that did score, uh, in particular that, that Shifley one, right, that was a great thing right you know the, the jets only scratched out one pp goal the, the evening but um, I'll, I'll say that the shifley to or the Velarde to shifley feed was beautiful Villardi took on two or three defenders made a clean zone entry then dangled between two opposing skaters and fed shifley in the slot which is exactly how you want a you know power play goal off the rush to really happen and winnipeg executed perfectly great power play goal Give me more of that. That's the kind of stuff I like to see. For stuff that uh, maybe didn't work as well, I would say that, um, and this will be something that we talk about later. But the the line combos I felt, um, especially with the top six, I feel like they need to be reconfigured a bit because unfortunately the second line just doesn't have a lot of speed. And while Velarde playing in the top six is the correct decision, I don't think having him away from Shifley and Connor, is the best arrangement. And I'm not going to sit here and say that. We know that 81, 55, and 13 are going to be amazing together. But in the short sample size that they did have uh, earlier this year, I would say that things looked pretty positive. So it's kind of thinking about that, right? The overall theme of this game, I would say the Jets were good. We're like They were just, oh, I don't know. I want to say good, and I kind of want to say also okay. I think okay by Winnipeg standards, maybe good by lesser team standards, but I feel like with how the Jets have played this year, I would expect a little bit more. Uh, They were uh, caught on some chances that I feel like they really shouldn't be. I've seen Morrissey pinching a lot near the blue line, and oftentimes he... Gets himself into trouble where you have like two and three on ones created out of it. And he's not the only one doing this. I don't mind aggression. I think that's great. But sometimes I feel like the Jets maybe overextend themselves just a bit. But it didn't punish them this time. Uh, Hellebuck made some stellar saves. The Blackhawks just straight up missed other chances. There were some nice defensive plays from Jet skaters. So all in all, a nice 3-1 win. Uh, Hopefully this kind of gets the team back on track. I know that the the Jets over the past few games against Nashville and Dallas, things were a little bit uh, not ideal. And that's going to be especially important because tomorrow we get a dose of the Carolina Hurricanes, and they ain't going to be easy. I'll tell you that. We'll talk about what to expect from Carolina and their recent run of form in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. For those of you who are like Ravens fans or Vikings fans, for me, I'm a Ravens fan. I know it's not the purple team that a lot of you probably support NFL-wise, uh, especially being just north of Minnesota, but hey, you know, I'm Baltimore born and bred, and as the Ravens tend to win a lot, this would actually be a great thing for me, uh, especially since I don't really use FanDuel. But, you know, for those of you who are also first-time users, a $5 money line winning bet sounds pretty easy, right? And then you get $150 to try your luck on things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. There's never really been a better time to get in on the action with FanDuel than right now. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. every day. thank you for rejoining us in tonight's episode as we talk a little bit about Winnipeg versus Carolina, which is going to be a tough game, right? The Canes are a pretty solid team, second in the Metro Division, and uh, it's not an accident, even if they're not as good as they used to be. Before we talk about um, the lines and projections for how this game could shape, I did want to give you a heads up about a really cool thing the Locked On Network now has. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories, and uh, you get all of the stuff from the day, plus our our local experts from Locked On and our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel right now. Circling back to Winnipeg versus Carolina, which is going to be at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Central uh, tomorrow on on Monday. Obviously a great way to start the week. We all love some hockey and early Jets action. But uh, let's just say that I think this is going to be a tough game. You know, I think this, this opportunity for the Jets is really big, especially after not really having the best showing against the Dallas Stars recently. This Canes team kind of reminds me of Dallas, right? A lot of depth um, mixed with some pretty good skill up and down the lineup. The bottom six is where things perhaps start to taper off a bit. You have more forechecking ability, but perhaps not a lot of elite finishing talent. But overall, right, this team is is pretty deep, and it's going to be a problem for the Jets to try and roll all four lines if Winnipeg's combos aren't quite up to snuff, which, Again, like I alluded to earlier, is a talking point for later this show. But let's take a look at the Canes lines, right? First line, Michael Bunting, Sebastian Aho, and Seth Jarvis. Uh, those of you who have seen any of Seth Jarvis know that he's a lot of fun. He was a player that at one point, had he fallen to the Jets in the draft, uh, I would not have minded Winnipeg plucking him. He's explosive, he's got great agility, and he's got a nasty little shot that makes him a menace in close. Sebastian Ajo, what do you even have to say about that guy? He is um, a, a fabulous player and very clearly one of uh, one of the best Finnish attackers over the past several years to come out. Look, Finland pumps out a lot of great players. Just look at Barkov, Laine, um, Tarabainen, etc., right? But well, soon to be Brad Lambert, if we're being honest, but like Aho is, is arguably at the top there, right with players like Barkov. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this line should be a lot of fun. Bunting, of course we saw, um, you know, he's a little bit on the older side as a rookie when he, when he kind of made his call to run a bit ago, but he's really kind of coming to his own. He's really been found money. And since moving to the Canes, I haven't really kept up with him, uh, post Toronto days, but Seems like he's at least uh, keeping up and earning himself a top-line top, top line spot. Has to be doing something right. Second line, you get some interesting names that you are probably very familiar with. Tara Beinit, like I mentioned before. Kotkaniemi and Zvechnikov. Zvechnikov, I know, has kind of had an interesting career trajectory where he was predicted to be an elite scorer and has kind of been that at times. Other times, I feel like maybe the lack of finishing for him has kind of been... A slight down note on his uh, first few seasons, but overall, a very exciting player, a great playmaker, and somebody that you cannot give any space to. Kotkaniemi has kind of turned his career around after being a little bit overrated as a Montreal Canadian. I feel like in kind of like this middle six uh, slash second line center role, he's kind of found a niche for himself, even if the points haven't always followed. Uh, Third line, you've got Martinuk, Stahl, and Faust. This is kind of like a really heavy forechecking unit, uh, not that dissimilar to what the Jets are running with Lowry, Appleton, and Niederreiter, but I would say Niederreiter and Appleton are better than what Martinuk and Faust are at this point, also just more natural scorers. Lowry is probably comparable to what Jordan is up to these days, um, but of course we love Lowry, he's our captain, so... Um, He's got the fighting spirit, you know, and he's certainly been sticking up for his line mates recently. And that's all stuff that we love to see. The fourth line is Nason, Drury, and Nietzsche, which is interesting to see Nietzsche's, uh kind of fall all the way down to the fourth line. Um, you know, he was rolling earlier, uh, either last season or early this season, uh, but has apparently been demoted pretty far down the lineup, which is Pretty wild to see. I think it was last year that he was racking up the points. Um, maybe it's just not happening this season. I don't know. I feel like Carolina has been trying to find a lot of different line combos and you know ways to spark the offense, but it's been you know at best a little bit inconsistent by their standards. Still a really good team, but maybe not what they were expecting. On defense, you've got Slavin and Burns. Shea and Pesci and Orlov and Chatfield. A lot of puck moving ability, a lot of scoring talent. Uh, Defensively, I don't know if it's going to be resolute, but it is a pretty uh, effective attacking unit that especially, (coughs) excuse me, especially on the power play is going to be a problem for the Jets. I think Winnipeg is going to want to be careful and close down those distance uh, and point shooting lanes and avoid any mistakes because the moment that the Canes get open on the power play, uh, it could be a problem. They've not been that great. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. I've I've heard mixed reviews on Carolina's power play this year. Uh, sometimes I've heard that it's the worst that you know they've ever been, and other moments they seem to have a very competent power play. So it'll be interesting to see what the Jets have to face because inevitably Winnipeg will take penalties. It just seems to come with the territory. Let's just hope Winnipeg can kill them off effectively and avoid anything too, too crazy. But uh, uh one thing I will say about this, right, is Carolina has been pretty decent lately. They've beaten uh, the Oilers. They've beaten the Penguins. They roughed up the Sabres. They've beaten the Flyers, but they also have lost to the Islanders and Lightning recently and the Flyers in another game. So, you know, Carolina is not unbeatable. I think their goaltending has been a little bit mediocre, and you know that could be an advantage for the Jets. So let's hope that Hellebuck, if he starts, has the game of his life and continues to roll. Now, like I said, obviously, ahead of this game, I had some thoughts about the Jets' lines and whether or not they're really at the level that they need to be. We'll talk about what Bones should do with the arrangement in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Mark Shifley could score 50 goals. The Jets could also hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. For those of you who are stats nerds and love following all the numbers, this is your time to shine. For all the top players like McDavid, McCarr, Shifley, Ehlers, Profetti, uh, Hellebuck, Vasilevsky, Kucherov, McDavid, you name it, you follow them. You know what, they, what they're doing this season, and you know if you can beat Sleeper's uh, projections either more or less than the Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus or minus, and so much more in a given game. If you happen to get those projections right at least eight times, you can win 100 times your bet on Sleeper. That's eight correct stats categories chosen, and you can win 100 times your your cash. So, start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL and you'll get up to a one hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day, I thank you for rejoining us in tonight's closing thoughts as we talk about, uh, you know, the jets heading into Carolina, uh, we're well not, not, you know, not into Carolina. They'll be at home for this game. Um, but heading into this game against Carolina, Winnipeg's lines I feel are not quite as optimal as they should be. Uh, I know that we have seen Shifley and Ehlers do really well together, but I think it's probably time to put Velardi back up there. Um, I think Velarde just offers a more stable defensive presence. And honestly, Perfetti and whoever he plays with needs the extra boost of speed for that transition and zone entry stuff. Because, like, AFLO and Perfetti can definitely skate the puck and get it up there, but they're not, like, speedsters, right? And I feel like that's where, you know, Ehlers is really missed. Uh, Nick, he just has an extra layer of of skill and speed that can help out Perfetti. Because, like, Perfetti is the more patient playmaker who knows how to work within his limits, right? Aya follows more of like a complimentary piece, so you're not really asking him to do a lot of the transition, but Ehlers definitely does a lot of that. Velarde in a small sample size, again, small sample size, but with Connor and Shifley looked really good, and I think that's a trio that should hopefully work. Um, If it doesn't, you can always change things around, but I feel like given what we know about these line combos and how they worked before, I would make that switch at right wing. I don't think you have to do anything with the third line. Uh, you, you know, Rider, you know, Lowry, and Appleton do well. I will say that while Nemesnikov is out, I might think about moving Ayafalo and Niederreiter around. Uh, Nino has been really effective in a scoring role, and I feel like, you know, even though the third line has really clicked, it might not be the worst idea to try and boost that top six scoring ability with Nino's forechecking and intelligence down low. Uh, especially since Perfetti has been finding everyone like he's got eyes in the back of his head. Make the most of his passing and playmaking and space making, and you should be good to go. Your fourth line, you've got Baron, Gustafsson, and Janssen Fialbi. So um, I feel like that should be uh, a fine enough fourth line. Janssen Fialbi doesn't really do uh, a ton offensively, but he does help win races for pucks and, and wins icings. So that's always nice. Um, Baron and Gus have you know, handled their responsibilities as bad as well as you could ask. So, yeah, I mean, it's fine, right? That's that's it is what it is on defense. um, You'll probably notice that Sandberg and Chisholm are currently slated to start again. I don't know if that's confirmed yet, um, but assuming that Chisholm actually does draw on again, it probably does mean that we are more than likely seeing the end of days for uh, for Schmidt, right? I thought Chisholm in his first game was fun. Um, I know that he had an assist you know, against Chicago. And what I'll say for Declan, uh, and apologies that I didn't cover this earlier, but I, I think he's a very fun player. I think he's still a little raw, but he's kind of like what happens if you took Neil Pionk and gave him more offensive upside and more elite edge work, which means that he'll make some really crazy uh, passes and, and scoring plays. He'll also have some turnovers and giveaways that kind of drive you nuts. And defensively, he is a bit suspect. But you know you'll you'll exchange that if his offensive production is at a really high level, which, given how he's played so far in his you know early NHL action, seems like a reasonable bet. I feel like he's a lot of fun. He'll bring a lot more than Schmidt does. You know, I no disrespect to Schmidt, but I think we know Nate's days have definitely kind of come and passed in terms of his prime. So. If Chisholm is able to keep up like he did in this first game and continues to produce for the Jets, I really don't see why he should come out until we finally see Heinola. Villy uh, coming back is going to make a very interesting decision for um, Bones and the coaching staff, especially if Chisholm continues to do really well. I don't expect to wave either player, but it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the blue line takes shape. So. Something to keep an eye on, but hopefully the Jets make the right decisions and give us a really fun mobile back-end. But I would be curious to know what you think of this uh, this team's lineups. Do you think the Jets are in a good state, or do you agree with some of these changes that the Jets should maybe be making? Let me know in the comments below or at my social medias, at Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's show, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. As always, we'll be back here tomorrow with thoughts on how the Jets do against the Canes, so don't go anywhere. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, have a great night, and go Jets go.